You're listening to the Morning Sports Desk. We have Corey joining us. How's it going? You know, it's uh, it's going. Did you watch any of the uh, Wolves game last night? No, I can't watch the Wild or the Wolves or the Twins or the Lynx or anything. Wait, you mean you can't watch Minnesota? I, I heard they're very exciting right now. You tell me that there's a something keeping you from watching them? Say 14 years or 14 months of my life, I have lived essentially eh, 16 months of my life. I have lived in this great state of Minnesota. Yeah. And I can't watch any of my favorite teams. It stinks, doesn't it? It's very, very silly. Yeah. You know, but I'm sure it'll all get settled and it'll be just fine. You know what? It's it's cool. Like, at least I, I get to watch the Vikings. That part's neat. Uh, shout out Vikings. But, you know, the nice thing is, is I don't know anybody who would want to watch Kaprizov play. No. No one would want to watch the Timberwolves and Anthony Edwards play. Right. Um. You know, with the Twins now, like, nobody wants to see Buxton play. Nobody wants to see Carlos Correa play. No, not at all. So, you know, at what I feel fortunate in all of this uh, for is, like, at least I'm not missing anything. I'm not, like, missing superstars. No, or exactly. up-and-coming superstars. You know what I mean? No, it's not like you're witnessing, like, all of the pro teams in Minnesota sports that are on Bally Sports North. Now, like, they're all trying to compete at the same time. Like, intentionally trying to compete. That's exactly right. So I, f- I do feel fortunate that way that I don't get to watch my favorite teams. Because why would you want to do that? And their very best players. Yeah, I know. It's just a waste of time. Really? And, like, good on Sinclair Broadcasting, which is the owner of Bally Sports North, for basically saying, you know what, we don't even want to put this filth on your TV. That's right. So good on them. You and all what? the potential money that they're giving up by yeah. not doing it. That's exactly right. I uh I uh, always appreciate the uh the uh you know just the the like the the overall like the over like the mac like the 10 30,000 foot approach to the to an entire situation. Yeah. To this. That's they they've taken in the full picture by not allowing anyone to see any of the picture. Yes. So so to their credit, you know, they're crushing it. Great job. So for those who could, if you have like direct TV or local cable, and I think that's pretty much it, uh, you can watch the Minnesota Timberwolves. They lost to the Phoenix Suns last night in a game where they led up until about the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, I was going to say, I looked at the box score because I was really interested with this game because Phoenix is the best team in the league. They're the best team in the NBA. They have like 60 wins. Yeah, they're awesome. And I knew that they were up at halftime. And then I just didn't want to, I, all I did was check box score, and then mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want to do the math. <laughs> After that, I'll, I did, I know though, looking at it, like looking at the box score, like just the quarter by quarter splits. Yeah. Um, they, I was like, it seems like they gave up a ton of points in the second half. They and, did. And then I looked this morning and saw that it was 74 points. Woof. Yeah, that's not good. Also, uh, it was really the fourth quarter they played bad. And there's a couple takeaways from that Wolves game if you didn't watch or, or whatever. Or maybe you saw it and you just kind of needed to process. Because first of all, that first half by the Wolves was great. 
Like they, yeah, yeah. that was one of that is the best team in the NBA. They are a finals contender to win the whole thing. Yes, and the Wolves came straight out and threw them a haymaker right away. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix didn't really know how to respond. Like the Wolves were up, I think ten at half or something. It was a great. They put up sixty points in the first half. Everything was working. And spoiler alert. Phoenix did know how to respond. Yeah, because they made adjustments. And one thing, Phoenix is one of the most well-composed teams in the league, which is a huge contrast with the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have to be the least composed team in the league. They got four technicals yesterday. Yep. One on Vanderbilt, one on the head coach in Chris Finch, one on Patrick Beverly, and one on Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. It is, it's the, it's the, Next step. Now, I will, I will disclaimer this by saying the Timberwolves have made like f- three next steps throughout the season. Yes. To their credit, this is another next step for them. When things go their way, they're rolling. But when things don't go Phoenix's way, they know how to right the ship. Like mm-hmm. they're just, they know how to be steady. And the Timberwolves, don't quite know how to steady a ship that is in some rough seas. Yeah, that's accurate. Because, I mean, when you look at this team, it's like it's a hard dynamic because it's straddling the line of we do want the Wolves to be fun and we do want the Wolves to have a chip on their shoulder. Yes. Like, we want Carl Anthony Towns to be aggressive. We want Carl Anthony Towns because that was the knock on him for years, and especially in the national media, it was Cat soft. He's He doesn't want to step up in big games. And then he gets a little bit of a chip, and then everybody kind of backs off and goes, ooh, he's being a little cocky, or ooh, he's getting a little too hot-headed. There's gotta, he's got to find that happy medium. Also... Uh, Carl Anthony Towns has got to stop chirping, like, to the officials. It's not working. And I've been saying this all year. I, I am one of the biggest Carl Anthony Towns fans out there. The dude has to stop doing that. It's, it's making every, it's making everything worse for him. And the Wolves losing their cool in that second half is a big reason why they lost. Right. Yeah, it's one of those, like, there always needs to be an adult in the room. And, like I like I don't mind Carl getting texts or or Beverly getting a tech or or like each one of those individuals I don't I don't mind Finch getting a technical foul. Like sometimes that is a thing a coach just has to do. Yeah. Or a player just has to do to like you know, there's some like motivation that can come with it. Like this is not going our way. I need to find a way to fire the team up. And, you know, if someone like Finch is getting a technical foul, that should be the cue for everyone else to zero in mm-hmm. and not like your focus needs to narrow, not widen. Yeah. And and it sometimes feels like when things start to really, really um get tough somebody gets fired up they're trying to like will themselves into into getting it into this or will their team into getting fired up everyone else just goes you know how like in the neighborhood when one dog starts barking and then all of a sudden 17 dogs start barking yeah that's what it is like like they don't have anybody if finch is going to get a technical foul 
that's a spot for Carl to be like, let's go. This is how fired up he is. It's time for us to refocus. Instead, it just kind of like they start spraying shots and they, you they know, get too amped up. They a little too amped. They lose their focus. They lose their their. Um, I don't know what the right. I don't know what I think focus is the right word. Yeah, and there's a couple other things you can nitpick. Uh, defense. They let DeAndre Ayton, who averages like 19 points a game, they yeah. let him go off. Yep. Yesterday, I can't remember what his final total was. It was more than 30 points. Yep. Salem basically double his average. The Wolves didn't know how to stop the big man uh, in Aiton for Phoenix. Also, Car- uh, uh, rather Anthony Edwards, uh, he didn't have a great game yesterday. In the he was great defensively. Anthony Edwards is taking a big jump defensively on the offensive end. He can't finish, and that was if you watch the game on, I believe it was Monday night against Dallas. It was that exact same issue, and he's got to figure that out. How to finish at the rim. Uh, Chris Finch, the head coach, thinks he's getting a little too cute at the rim. He said, I want to see him dunk it more. Yeah, I saw that. Something like he, he doesn't get enough dunks in the half court. He doesn't. Like, like dunk it, my man. His, his offense has stagnated in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still is a second year, like. This is normal. This is fine. Would like to see him make another leap. I I don't. We're we're nitpicking about this game because losing to Phoenix is not a like. It'd be very easy to go. Oh man, this game was there for them. And what like Phoenix is the best team in the league. They are the best so, team. But they were up until the Wolves were winning the whole game until the final five minutes. I know, I know. But Phoenix is awesome, and they've been all season. And the Timberwolves are f- f- just good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is, that's just, that is, I don't, that's not disrespectful. That's like Phoenix is the best team in the league and the Timberwolves are fighting for a six seed in the West, mm-hmm. which means they're right around the 12th best team in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's okay that they lost that because of some of the things that you can learn from it. Like, Keeping your composure, understanding how really, really good teams hunker down when they get behind and know how to just, there is no seven point shot in the, there's only a two or a three point shot. Like just keep getting your buckets, keep getting stops, keep getting buckets, keep getting stops. You don't even have to like get 15 stops in a row. Just stop them. Three out of five and score, you know, or stop them two out of three and score two out of five and score three out of five. You know what I mean? Like there's some important learning things that, you know, they, they played really well of late, have the Timberwolves, but they're beating up on not good teams. Yeah. And now they're playing teams now, Dallas, Phoenix. They play Dallas again tomorrow. Like these teams are legitimately good. And have legitimate title contender aspirations. You're gonna learn. You're gonna take your lumps in this one, but that's how you probably actually grow, right? And I think that's the biggest thing because if this Wolves team doesn't figure it out soon, they're gonna have even if they play a team like the Lakers or the Clippers in the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Those teams say what you want. They're messes, but they're battle tested. Yeah, and so it, the Wolves aren't. So they're gonna be in trouble if they don't do that. But you want to play a new game? Sure. All right, we were talking about the Twins a little bit earlier and how we can't watch them. 
Yes. I uh, I was looking up some of the Twins roster. I have ten names here. All this right. Is, this is a brand new game called Are They Dominican? Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. I have ten names here, and I want to know, or, uh, was this particular player born in the Dominican Republic or not? All right, let's give this a shot. Okay. Says the guy who grew up in r- rural central Minnesota my entire life. It doesn't matter. We're, you know that Justin Bieber's from Canada, right? I mean, kind of, yeah. You know that uh, Shania Twain's from Canada, right? Yeah. So? Canada's like just a few hours up the road. Yeah. The Dominican's a little further. Yeah, but you know, like, Jeff Foxworthy's from the south. That's yeah. f- that's farther away than Canada. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. This is our new game. We've got two minutes. Are they Dominican? Jorge Alcala. Uh, it's the first one on the board, so I'm going to say yes. He is, in fact, Dominican. Very good. Um, by the way, I don't know if all of these guys are on the 40 or 25 man or whatever, so sorry. Giovanni Moran. Going to go with no. No, he is Puerto Rican. All right. So you are two for two so far. Somehow. Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez. Is Gary Sanchez Dominican? This one seems like a, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to hesitantly say no. In fact, he is. Ah. First one wrong. You're two for three. All right. Luis Arise. Luis Arise. He's from Venezuela, isn't he? Indeed he is. Very good. You are three for four so far. Halfway through our list, we move to the newest twin, Carlos Correa. He's Puerto Rican. He is Puerto Rican. You are four for five. Jose Miranda, whom we hope to hear very good things from this season. Uh, I'm going to go with no, but did you know his cousin is Lin-Manuel Miranda, the guy who wrote Hamilton? I did not know that. That's his cousin. Like first cousin? Like like Co- like, like like cousins you'll see at Christmas, cousins? Cousins, like he posted a picture with him the other day. That's awesome. So what did you say? Uh, no. He is Puerto Rican. You are five for six. Jorge Polanco. No. He is. Dang it. You are now five for seven. Miguel Sano, is yes. he Dominican? Yes. You were waiting for that one, weren't you? Yeah. Six for eight. Gio Urshela. No. He is not. He is Colombian. All right. So you are seven for nine. All right. This is the difference between a C and a B. Hilberto Celestino, is he Dominican? Yes. Indeed, he is 8 of 10 CJ on a brand new game for the morning sports desk. Are they Dominican? We can never play that game again because I, that was like everyone. Yeah. On the roster <laughs> who might possibly be confused. You'll like, I didn't put Byron Buxton on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you, I mean, well, did you know Justin Morneau was Canadian? I bet, did. Bet you didn't know that one. I did. <laughs> Good job. I got to go. All right. That was Corey. He'll come read you your sports in just a little bit. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, March 24th.